The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. Welcome back to another episode of Being Bumo. Did you know that the power of touch can change a child's behavior, mindset, and so much more if incorporated at an early age? This is something I wish I knew early on in my motherhood journey. That is why I am so excited to have the founder of BEB Organic, a company that specializes in preemie safe skincare from nourishing oils to healing gels. It's inspired by the power of touch therapy while working with a preemie baby herself. She launched her company, BEB Organic. Their products have been used in major hospital systems like Kaiser and Sutter Health for many, many years. We talk about the best way to interact with your baby, how to bond and connect with your little ones even before they are born. With that said, here's our conversation. Hi, Kim. Welcome to Being Bumo. Thank you for spending your afternoon with me. You are most welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am such a big fan of both your lines. Um, You know, obviously you and I are both skincare junkies. So I'm excited to talk about kind of how healing, like touch and scent could actually really help the relationship with the parent and especially moms. Um, And also like certain techniques on how to do these massages for your child. So before we get into that, uh, if you could go ahead and do like a quick intro to yourself and share with us kind of what Beb, is it Beb? Am I saying it right? Right. E-B. It's an acronym. B-E-B. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was calling it Beb because it was, I don't know. It just sounds so cute. <laughs> I, you know what? We might just switch to that. Some people say Bebo, some people say Beb, I, whatever makes it theirs, I think is wonderful. I say it because I actually call my little girl's bed, like, Hey babe. <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could kind of share with us a little bit about BEB and then also yourself, that'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, well, so Kim Walls, um, I've been in skincare my whole life. I was very, very lucky to be born into this industry and get to explore all kinds of different avenues for it. I have two sons now they're 18 and 15. So when my, I was pregnant with my 18 year old, is when I started my very first baby skincare line. At the time, there was nothing out there. Um, even even there was truly nothing out there that was mm. actually both natural and organic and luxurious to the touch. At the time, brands were sort of gritty or they smelled weird or mm. they weren't actually natural and organic, still using parabens or what have you. So I did that. And in that journey, really got close with NICU families because we... We wanted to change the way the industry uh, treats skincare. Essentially, in hospitals, they were still, you know, a baby would come into the world 
being surrounded by harsh and harmful chemicals. And that to me was a travesty. And so I worked with a distributor to actually introduce natural organic products into hospitals. And BEB is now in about uh, 10% of NICUs across the US and Canada, which is an incredibly rewarding thing because preemie parents in particular, um, this is true of almost all parents having, especially their first time child, they don't know how to touch their baby. And mm. it's there's not really a lot of education around it. We get a little bit about kangaroo care and breastfeeding, but when it comes to diaper changes and massage in particular and all the different ways that we can connect, there was just no education out there. And I'm a complete junkie for education. Skincare is my love language. It's, it's how I express in the world. So for BEB Organic, this is um, a brand that's very close to my heart because it's all about helping parents connect and bridge with their children, which I truly believe could change future relationships in the world because how we engage and bond and connect with our parents is how we then learn to engage and bond and connect with the world. And I want a better world. Yeah, that's incredible. And I do have to agree with you when you are a first time mom and they hand you over your child, you're like, (gasps) what do I do with this baby? Like, I don't even know how to hold a baby. I think for myself, because I was one of the very first out of my friends to have kids. I've never held a baby up until my own baby. So it was, me too. Yeah. (laughs) It was so scary yet alone. Um, you know, you have to learn how to breastfeed on the spot. You're, you're having to learn how to diaper change and swaddle. And, you know, they don't really teach you kind of things beyond that, right? Beyond the basics that could actually enhance the relationship. As you mentioned, touch is such an important part. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I wish I learned early on. And I, I kind of mentioned to you before we jumped onto this podcast, my six-year-old, so I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old, my six-year-old because I didn't do any sort of touch or massage when she was younger, she still cannot, like, she cannot have me touch her face at all. I I was trying to give her like a little facial. She's like, oh, get off of me, right? (laughs) But then with my two-year-old, it was something that I was a bit more aware of when I had her because it was my second child at that time. And I was incorporating a little bit more touch. But now, because I was incorporating it early on, she loves it when I'm like giving her little massages, whether it's on her foot or like on her face. And yeah, so does it make a difference when you incorporate it earlier on versus like later on? Absolutely. Yeah. It's never too late, uh, but it does. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference because they really learn to love it. Um, touch in general is is leaving our culture. There are all kinds of cultures in the world where touch is still a huge part of it. So something that a lot of uh, people, all of us aren't really tapped into is how much touch is actually leaving our worlds. And it's been really amplified by COVID. But even mm. before that, the average couple of you know, f- girlfriends sitting in a cafe in France, for example, will touch each other. I think it's like a hundred times or something, just casually. And in the United States, it's twice. Generally, it's a hello and a goodbye. Um, mm. You can see in lots of cultures in the world, men will go walking down the street, just friends, right? Holding hands, arms around each other, sitting on a bench, like totally cuddled up with each other. It touches a really, which is not part of our culture in the US at all. But it's a really important part of how we communicate. There have been studies done where people can touch their hands and not see each other and very accurately read the emotions of another person. Totally blind. So 
right now, especially in the United States, touch isn't part of our lives. So I love to encourage people to be active, mindful in thinking about it. And grooming is a great way to do that. Massage is an incredible way to do that. But it's more than that. It's actively saying things like, I want to hug you and, you know, welcoming hugs with, with family when it's safe, all those things, playing footsies under the table. Like there's so many ways to think about touch, especially, you know, for children who are growing up, they're in car seats. When I was growing up, I sat in my mom's lap in the car. Not necessarily mm-hmm. safe, but it did involve touch. You know, now we have cribs. We have high chairs where we feed them. We're not touching anymore. Not in the mm-hmm. same way. And our bodies need that biologically. So that's sort of the, the energy behind it, the, the mindfulness to it. And yes, to answer your question, the earlier we start, the more familiar it is. And it matters. It helps. We all have heard about clean beauty products from makeup to skincare, but what about clean beauty supplements? Which is why I want to introduce you guys to Aura Organic, a plant-based organic nutrition company with an incredible ingestible beauty line. This line of five products was developed to help you feel beautiful from the inside out with potent plant-based ingredients that support glowing skin, hair, and nails. I've been using it for the past few months, and as a busy mom, I could really see and feel the difference. Aura Organic believes in beauty from within and harnessing the earth's most powerful plant to help you transform your health. Aura is here to help you get to the root of the common beauty struggles that we all face with products that can help with hormonal acne, dry, irritated skin, wrinkle and fine lines, which I'm actually seeing more than ever, and sun-damaged skin. They have five unique products in the line, something for everyone. Aura's Ingestible Beauty Line was created to offer more and be easier to manage than your regular routine with innovative plant-based nutritional products to support skin, hair, and nails and health from within, which is great for busy moms like me. I'm one of those parents that forget about things so easily. If I don't see it, then I probably won't take it. So here's a little tip that I do. To make it extra simple, I actually keep my Aura Beauty products on my bathroom counter so I could actually see them. And I take them while I'm doing my skincare routine and my makeup. My personal favorite product is the Aloe Gorgeous, which is a plant-based collagen booster. It's made with aloe vera, vitamin C, and pea protein, which are ingredients that act as a strong precursor for strong, healthy collagen. It actually contains ingredients that help smooth the appearance of wrinkles and fine lines. And look, it's a cleaner version of collagen. You can find Aura Organic at Ulta, Whole Foods, and The Vitamin Shop. You can also shop online at www.ora.organic and use code BUMO, B-U-M-O, at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Have you ever applied something on your child and wonder, hmm, I wonder what's actually in this thing? I mean, I've definitely been guilty of that. That is why I've been using Pipette since I discovered it when I had my second child, Colette. When I first became a mom and learned about all the harmful ingredients in some skincare products for kids, it completely shocked me. Did you know that the FDA bans only 12 potentially harmful ingredients in skincare products? Um, excuse me? 
I was introduced to Pipette when I had my second child and wish it came into my life sooner. Pipette actually bans more than 2,000 ingredients, ensuring products are safe, effective, and they use only non-toxic ingredients available. Pipette is a clean baby and mom care brand with a mission to give every family the best start. I mean, we all want what's best for our children, and that includes using only the safest products on their delicate little skin. I mean, what goes in always comes out. Pipette's products are also EWG verified, vegan, hypoallergenic, sustainable, and pediatrician and dermatologist approved. All of Pipette's products are made with a key ingredient, squalene, a personal favorite ingredient of mine for my own skincare. It actually leaves the skin so, so supple and soft. My absolute favorite product from Pipette is their baby oil and baby balm. It's still something that we use every single night. I started using these products on Colette when she was first born. And as I mentioned, I still continue to use them because they are so good. I also personally love using the baby balm on my skin as well. Do not tell my girls. They will get very mad for me stealing the Pipette products. It deeply hydrates and calms the skin. It's antioxidant rich and helps support baby's skin. And honestly, I call it the miracle bomb because it just literally makes every rough patch so, so soft. This balm has helped us get through some of the driest winter nights here in LA and really keeps the skin hydrated, supple, and moisturized. We slather it on before bedtime and they wake up with the softest skin ever. Pipette has quickly become a customer favorite for its ultra gentle baby lotions, oil, and wash. And right now you can score 30% off its entire collection of personal care items. Visit pipettebaby.com and get 30% off with the code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Hey guys, I'm Kenzie from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, and it's just at Kenzie Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. What is the most obvious benefits of touch for a young child? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of studies behind why it's beneficial, but is there anything obvious that maybe parents might not know about? I think parents might not really recognize the physiological changes. So when a child is being touched, as long as it's positive touch, of course, their breathing slows their blood oxygenation levels increase, their hormonal balance shifts so that cortisol levels go down and stress hormones are more balanced out. They, their circulation improves because of that oxygenation. The blood is flowing more, more nutrients are coming. So it gets into things like immunity and brain development. When your blood is working better and your breathing is working better and your stress levels are better, your immune system dramatically increases. Your ability to sleep improves. So for parents who are struggling with sleep challenges, which is probably almost all of them, things like touch and massage can meaningfully help with that. Anxiety. People have anxiety. Children have anxiety. And touch, massage, uh, the engagement that happens through diaper changes, for example, can meaningfully reduce uh, anxiety. Inflammation in the body, again, getting back to the nutrients and the lymph that's passing through that has a great deal to do with moving inflammation out of the body. Am I getting boring yet? 
<laughs> no, I mean, I, I am just like, I need to touch my girls more. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It's great. I mean, it's, it's just really healing and beautiful. So what is the biggest shift you had once you became a parent? Because you already had a skincare line previous to launching BEB, which is more so focused for babies, right? So what what was the reason behind um, kind of making that shift? And what was the biggest shift that you had once you became a parent? Well, so from a skincare perspective, I'd probably... I mean, I kind of already said skincare is my love language. I'm more like a skincare designer or creator. I love making brands and telling stories and addressing issues that are meaningful through those brands. And the activism behind what I do um, amplified very dramatically when I had children. Like (laughs) earlier, I loved skincare. I loved teaching about it. I loved all really all the aspects, especially the educational pieces about it, but the activism that that is connected with it really came in uh, after I had children. Mm, I see. So, and was it mainly because the lack of availability for good, clean products for babies and kids? No, it wasn't about clean necessarily uh-huh. or organic even. I care very much about those things, but brands create an opportunity to tell a story and to have a conversation mm. at a much larger level, whether it's Bumo empowering women and families to work and follow their dreams and know that they're being great parents. At the same time, each brands have an opportunity to have really high level conversations. And so, for example, you know, blue beauty is a new trend, right? We kind of went from organic, natural, the green and blue, and really we're getting all of these pillars of ethical ideas or concerns that people care about. And you can't necessarily meet every need with every brand and and address every consumer. So when it came to like with BEB Organic, I care very deeply about the environment that we're leaving to our children. And so Mm. the clean beauty part of that, where we don't want to put toxins into our body is really important, but equally important is how are we addressing the use of plastics mm. and how are we dealing with some of the environmental harm that, that our industry creates? So in mm. the case of BV, for example, we're able to partner with um, Repurpose Global and take out of the environment twice as much plastic as we use. And having those conversations through brands helps You know, it's one thing to be, you know, I don't want to be, for example, a politician or an activist who stands on a a podium and and puts my ideas out there in that way. It's just not who I am. I tend to be a very behind the scenes, quiet person. So by creating these brands and designing these things, it's an opportunity to try to do something meaningful. That's great. And really kind of get back to, you know, the world and leave a better place for our, the future generation, right? Let's talk about some of the toxic ingredients that are in a lot of products, um, skincare products that people don't necessarily talk about. You know, I was one of those consumers that just kind of put anything on my face because it was marketed and it just sounded, you know, exciting, right? But then once you start looking at the ingredients, you're like, huh, like this is interesting. <laughs> I really I've never heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are some ingredients that, if you don't mind sharing, that people, especially mom, should actually stay away from? Yeah. So I have a personal list and the, the lists 
it's a it's a pretty fascinating world right now. If you look, for example, at Sephora's list of clean ingredients compared to Credo's, compared to Folane, compared to Detox Market, compared to the EU, compared to Australia, there's this wildly huge evolving list. And some, you know, some authorities think that one thing is bad and some don't. So really there are tools out there. Like one of my very favorites, my favorite is from the Good Face Project, where you can go through a pretty exhaustive, you know, give as much information as you want in their app and say, you know, I care about these issues. I care about those issues. I'm allergic to these things and get a, an incredibly refined list. That's just exactly perfect for for you. But in the absence of the great data that's out there to sort of take away the relevance of all the knowledge I've accumulated in the past 30 years, <laughs> um, I have three things. One is petroleum. And the reason I don't like petroleum isn't because it's not good for skin. It's inert. It doesn't hurt the skin. There are sometimes uh, 1,4-dioxanes and other byproducts from it, but it's not actually bad for skin. Mm. Um, what it is bad for in by my value system is the environment because I care so much about plastics and wanting to reduce our dependency on the plastics industry. So I won't buy a product that has petroleum in it. Mm. That's ethical for me. Things like parabens. We've known for a long time that there are huge questions around parabens. They are still allowed in many places, but it's been connected to breast cancer. It's been connected to all kinds of things. So for me, I don't want to take the risk on parabens. And each of these different ingredients or types of ingredients trigger a whole suite of ingredients that I know, you know, I know if a company's not using petroleum, they're probably not using about four or 500 other things that I don't want. So it's kind of a shorthand list. And the third one is fragrances. So there are plenty of natural fragrances and I love products that smell good. But when I see fragrance on a label, it means that they're not disclosing to me which fragrances, which fragrant ingredients, I should say. And so for me... I'm, and they don't have to list the fragrances no. that they... Oh, really? Yes, they don't hmm. have to. It's not required. The US legislation is very far behind most countries. It really Interesting. is. Interesting. Because fragrance then opens up a whole another can of worms, right? Thousands upon thousands of additional ingredients. And some of them might be great and fine. Others might not. So now let's talk about some of the amazing and nourishing kind of ingredients that you truly love, whether it be in your skincare line or even for BEB. What, what are some of those ingredients? So my favorite ingredients are the ones that have story and romance and that have been proven over time and then also met with clinical validation and, and things include myrrh or arnica, yarrow, lots and lots of different ingredients that have this rich history. And those are from more kind of the bioactive compounds. And mm. when it comes to things like oils, massage oils, um, I really, really, the, the, for when it comes to babies, there's the most data behind sunflower and coconut and, and cranberry. So I rely very heavily on those three. The cranberry is much more active. It has over 6,000 bioactives in it that are good for skin. Um, the sunflower and the coconut are also valuable for different reasons. They have different levels of absorption, essentially, or capacity for absorption into the skin. So mm. those are that's what I used for the nurturing oil for BEB Organic. And it's because they have the most data that is beneficial for, for healing and treating and moisturizing and all those good things for skin. 
which I personally am a big fan of. I, I love the oils that, that you sent over with the gua sha tool for the babies. Amazing. Um, now let's kind of go into touch because you talk about how sometimes skincare is just not enough for babies and they actually need high performance skincare. What what does that actually mean? Do you mean touch by that? What What is high performance skincare for babies? Yeah, yeah. Uh- that's a, it's actually a great question. So I haven't in the past meant touch as part of high performance, but you're exactly right. I mean, when you, when you combine the mechanical aspects of touch and massage with products that complement each other, you do amplify the performance of the ingredients in the skincare. Mm. So those two things do really matter to amplify each other for the performance of skincare and engaging in the process and the routines and rituals of skincare. But when I refer to high-performance skincare for babies and kids, what I'm really speaking to is the is the functionality, sort of the functional purpose that skincare mm. serves. Historically, baby skincare was really considered more of a grooming item. You know, you need, it's, it's a, you need to clean the baby. Okay. We'll use the wash. We need to change the diaper. Okay. We'll use the diaper rash. Mm. It's very functional. What has changed over the last hundred years in particular, but has been shifting over hundreds of years is the environment that skin needs to thrive in. So we now have, especially with our changing changing environment. We've got ozone issues. We have more exposure to UV. We have air pollution. We have all, we've rapidly changing temperatures. I think yesterday it was what, 80 degrees for us here in LA and today it's yeah. 50. These are shifts that the skin plays a very important role in our immune system and skincare can help support skin where it can't really do everything it needs to do on its own. Your skin evolved over millions of years to serve certain functions. And our environment has evolved much more quickly than our skin could in the past several years. So skin needs to make, skin care needs to make up the difference, which means the products need to have more actives. They need to be more specific for really treating and caring for extra sensitive skin. They need to have the right textures so that they can be layered over each other properly to give all the steps. You know, we need hydration. We need even exfoliation. You know, we need all of the steps that come in a, a fundamental skincare system that we hear about day in and day out as grownups, but we don't really think in terms of a professional skincare system for babies and kids, and yet they can meaningfully benefit from it from a whole health perspective. So more than just, oh, I need to clean my baby, he or she is dirty, or, oh, I need to put on this lotion because it's just going to make the skin soft. I mean, those are, of course, like the basics, right? Mm -hmm. But beyond that, right, looking into the actual ingredients and what they're doing for the skin, correct? Absolutely. So antioxidant protection against pollution, those types of things. So I go through this love-hate relationship with my hair and it usually happens every few years. I realize that as I age, the texture and volume, it all changes. When I was younger, I used to hate how full my hair was. I know, I know. I will never, ever complain about that ever again. But now after having kids, I feel like I lost a lot of that volume and the top of my hair is always so flat and the texture is so dry. I mean, I could go on and on. And trust me, guys, I've tried every hair product under the sun. But what I realize is that my hair is unique to me and 
it changes as fast as my hormones do. And I just have to accept that. And I have to find something that works for me. So I've been hearing about this company called Gemist. They make salon quality science-backed hair care. And seriously, guys, this stuff is so good. I took their quick two-minute quiz and their fancy schmancy algorithm matched me with the best shampoo and conditioner and a scalp balancing bar. I have to admit, I had no idea what a scalp bar was, but it removed buildup and more. Is it magic? Nope, but it is science. And to my surprise, once all that buildup in my hair was gone, I had my volume back. I mean, who knew? I'm so happy with how my hair looks and feels right now. And with Smart Subscribe, I can save money and guarantee that I never run out of shampoo and conditioner again. You can also save 20% on every order with a subscription and get free shipping, which is pretty awesome. Did I mention that Gemis is also women-owned? The CEO and founder, Allison Har, she is also a mom of two. We love supporting busy moms here, right? So if you guys are ready to have the best hair of your life, you must try Gemmas. Right now, my listeners can give Gemmas a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner smart subscription. Smart subscribers already saved 20% on each order. So this is an amazing deal. And with free two-day shipping, you can have it this weekend. Just head over to Gemmas.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter BUMO at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That is Gemmas.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T dot com and enter BUMO, B-U-M-O at checkout to get the best hair of your life. So thinking beyond just like the basics of having soft skin or cleaning the baby because he or she is dirty, but actually thinking about the benefits that they could actually gain from these products and ingredients, which I'm really excited about because I'm a skincare junkie for myself. I'm still trying to get my husband to get on this skincare ride with me, but he's just not having it. So maybe my kids will be a bit more into it than him. <laughs> they will. For sure they will. I, so we actually have a, a hashtag with BEV Organic called Modeling Matters. And the goal with that is to let people know that how they care for themselves is actually even more important when it comes to their children's learning than how they're caring for their children. So to your point, touching them matters, like teaching them about the tools, all those things are important. But when they see you doing it yourself to yourself, that's what they'll mirror. That's what they'll remember and they'll mimic. It's built into their brain chemistry. It's it's hardwired into the brain. So yeah. I love to share with parents, like bring your kids in the bathroom with you. Let them see you taking care of yourself and loving yourself up. And yeah. I think this is all happening in a broader context too, around skincare where Finally, people are starting to realize that skin isn't just a cellophane wrapper, right? Like when it comes to adult skin, we are often in our industry talking about what are we going to do about our age spots and our fine lines and our deep wrinkles and how do we lift the skin? And there's a that conversation around, you know, what essentially is called anti-aging skincare is diminishing. And the bigger conversation is recognizing that skin is completely and totally integrally tied to our overall health. This is the largest organ of our body. And as people start to recognize skin as a wellness and health conversation, it starts to make sense. Oh, of course my children need that too, right? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't part of our language in our lexicon for the longest time, but it's, it's shifting. 
Yeah, I have to agree with you. If you go, because I'm Korean, mm-hmm. and if you go to Korea, and things might have changed since, but when I grew up in Korea, you could not find any anti-aging products. And it's not because there weren't any good products for people that want to, I don't know, get rid of wrinkles or whatever. They just did not call it anti-aging. They didn't label it that. It was just about having good skin and having that pretty much be an essential part of your life since you were a young kid. So you don't really have to worry about aging. That comes naturally and you're going to have good skin naturally because you've been taking care of your skin, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I find it interesting that here in the States, everything is about anti-aging and anti-this, and anti-that, whereas like we should just be nourishing our bodies um, and nourishing our skin throughout, right? Right, Definitely. And then let's move on to massage. I know we kind of talked about it in the beginning, but I kind of want to go back to it because I find it really fascinating. You talk about the healing power of massage for kids. Is there a certain technique that you can show us? Because I cannot for the life of me get at least my six-year-old to let me massage her. (laughs) Whereas like my two-year-old, she's all about it. So I would personally love to actually physically see if you have one of your tools that I could try out. And also for those, those people that cannot actually see, that's just on audio. If you could talk about kind of the main benefits of massage. You bet. Absolutely. So starting with the techniques and the tools, the best tip I ever got was from a NICU nurse who said, think like a womb. When it comes to touching your baby, think like a womb. Just put that visual in your head where you have, you know, your little creature (laughs) encompassed. They're in fluid. They have constant pressure on them. They like pressure. There's no abrasiveness. There's no rubbing. And there's always a medium that allows for glide. So when it comes to engaging in massage, if you're thinking like a womb, then you're definitely using product because you don't want to ever pull on the skin. You want to be, when you have product, it creates a glide. So gua sha is my favorite thing to use because you can adjust the temperature for one thing. So you can make it cool, you can make it hot. And also the kids just tend to really love it. They're sort of fascinated by it. Um, Some even, and I don't recommend this, but I've seen a lot of babies who like it as a teether. Only, oh. only only, if the parent is right there holding it because it is a stone that could break, but it feels really good. And then there's another aspect to using tools and stones, which is that energetic one. And the, the rose quartz has the intention behind it is healing, wow. harmony, peace, trust, which is a really good intention to set when dealing with babies and children, right? We want them to trust us. We want to have that harmony. And whether people believe in sort of the energy of stones or not, almost everybody believes in setting intentions. And so (laughs) that part still works. So when it comes to gua sha, you hold your thumb, uh, your fingers across like this, and then your thumb down here, the space between the stone and the skin should only be the space of the thumb. So a lot of people will go vertical with the stone and not know how to use it, but it's actually this way and it's gliding and it's very, very slow. You want to use a very slow, slow, slow breathing with it and using product to create that right glide. So the easiest way for people to relate to sort of the difference between massage that they'll love versus touching that they won't 
but that we were trying to do massages that mm-hmm. people will go fast. They don't yeah. like fast. They like, they like slow also. And this is where people can really, a lot of parents can relate to this when it comes to sunscreen, sunscreen, especially zinc and titanium sunscreens, which is what we should be using are, they tend to be thicker and harder to rub in. Yeah. So you end up rubbing it in and that is the, the opposite of what they like. They like pressure with slow, gentle glides. Mm. So moving, I should trying to have too much stuff on me to show you properly. (laughs) But if you even close your eyes, as you feel the muscles, you're, you, you will intuitively be able to identify where they are and apply that pressure. Uh, another thing that parents often don't know is that it's not just about the fingers. You can use the palm of your hand and you can use your knuckles for massage. So a great technique is knuckling like this, and it almost tickles a little bit. You can kind of go along the muscles that way. And then the palm is actually acts a lot like if you don't have a gua sha or you want to start getting the feel of gua sha without it, you get this bigger expanse. And so you can work it almost like a pizza dough or like bread. If you've ever made bread, almost like it with that bigger area. And that's the, it's really about the pressure, not about the rubbing. So people think it's, you know, it's not about the surface. It's about what's going on underneath the surface. Oh, interesting. And you could do that all over body? All over. And some really quick kind of easy tips are to always go toward the heart. So when you're doing the arms, work toward the heart you're going up the belly and the legs, go over the chest toward the heart. We're wanting to get the blood moving, right? And get it more oxygen and more nutrients. So the sort of heart and lungs is where a lot of that activity happens. And so toward the heart in general, and that includes the face. Like if you're doing facial massage, because a lot of kids will start to love facial massage very early. Pressing is a great way to start just like this. Pressing product in, and if you're just pressing and not doing any rubbing, you don't need you don't need product. But you think about when you walk, like in the old movies, you know, you walk up to somebody and you're like, you put the hands on the face, like, oh, it's so good to see you, right? It's actually a really good feeling. <laughs> and then it really drainage, is. drainage down the neck toward the heart gets that puffiness out. It moves the lymph and allows for extra stuff to be picked up in the body and flushed out in a way. Incredible. I did not know all those techniques for massage. I just thought like the general kind of massaging, but that is incredible. I'm going to try some out on my kids today and I'm going to let you know. I can't wait to hear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on because I feel like we touched upon uh, touch and massage quite a bit in this episode. Mm -hmm. But you also talk about the power of scent and rituals for babies and that can actually stay with them their whole entire life. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? I am so glad you brought this up. This is truly one of my favorite subjects and I don't get to talk about it very often. So starting all the way from pregnancy, when a woman smells something, the chemical structure of that scent goes to the baby. It goes through the amniotic fluid and our skin cells will pick up those chemical structures. And in the end, smells that once, once a child is born, Things that their mother smelled during pregnancy will be familiar and comforting, just like the womb. It will remind them of those times of comfort. So smell in pregnancy will carry through to what the, to a child's smell preferences. This also works for taste. What a pregnant woman eats 
a ch- or, or, or while she's breastfeeding is more likely to be a preferred flavor of the child. So mm. when it comes to scent, I think it's a really powerful tool for after the baby's born to incorporate grandparents or partners or siblings when you're using products that have this calming, lovely smell and then you use during pregnancy and then use those same products later, the benefits and the beauty and the comfort and the calm of that will transition to whomever might be doing that. Maybe it's a babysitter, maybe it's a nursery care provider. You know, it it can really help with transitioning through that stage of pregnancy into when a woman's community starts to really help support her and her family. So even starting off while the woman is pregnant, so any product that she is putting on her body or even let's say fragrance, um, even though we try to stay away from that, Mm -hmm. that is something that will transfer over while the baby is in the womb? Yes. Familiar. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. The familiarity of that scent, the preferences Mm -hmm. for it. So they were, they're far more likely to like it and enjoy it and experience benefits from it. I actually have a little story to share about that. So I, when I was pregnant, all I craved was some anything spicy. Like I literally ate spicy food every single day. And I don't know if it's the Asian in me that was all of a sudden craving like my mom's home cooking, but I just needed spicy, right? Mm-hmm. So I ate spicy every day, which obviously also gave me heartburn as well, <laughs> which do not recommend. Um, but my oldest daughter, she, even as a young kid, she loved anything that had a very pungent taste. And I'm like, you are a toddler. Like, <laughs> how are you enjoying this right now? <laughs> like kids your age shouldn't be enjoying this type of food, right? Yeah. But I do have to say that is kind of true, right? Um, because I was eating so much of that. Maybe she finds it comforting when she eats it. I don't know. It's almost for sure. And in fact, there's a fabulous book called Feeding Baby Green, written by Dr. Alan Green, that has all of the different nutrients in it and talks about food types and talks about how women can eat during pregnancy to ensure that their children will love all kinds of different flavors um, after they're born. So you are completely right. Your instincts, as usual, a mother's instincts, were 100% accurate. <laughs> I, I just wish now that I ate more like healthy grains and such, because my kids will not eat grains. And that's probably my fault for not eating enough during my pregnancy as well. So, um, but that's incredible. And I also, I think um, at the doctors, they're always saying like, oh, bring like a little, like one of your cloths that if you're away from baby, like have, keep it with them just so they could smell the mom's scent, right? Because it's comforting. Yes. Especially for children in, uh, in NICU with a neonatal intensive care unit. So over 10% of babies are born prematurely and a much higher percentage of those when parents you know, have assisted pregnancies, there's a lot more um, likelihood of premature birth. And which is generally not a big deal, right? We have incredible medical systems and beautiful right. support mechanisms. Um, but some of, one of the main tools that they'll often use is leaving the scent of the mother with the baby because it brings them, it changes the physiology so that they are more calm and all those different things. 
Scent is extremely, extremely powerful. We were just about to launch a baby bump sensory set, which is specifically designed to help share this education and this information and of course the products to get parents comfortable and, and really knowledgeable about how that all works between pregnancy and birth. And I love that you tie in education along with your products because I feel like a lot of brands, they might have incredible products, right? Yeah. But a lot of times people just use it just because other people have recommended it without really knowing why and how yeah. it can affect um, mother and children. So I love that you're doing that with your brand as kind of teaching the parents along the way because a lot of these parents, especially new parents, they have no idea what they're doing, right? Yeah. And so it's like, just providing the education, the comfort that mothers also need as well during this time. Thank you so much for acknowledging that. That's, it's a huge, that's a really, that's, yes, that's why, (laughs) that's the why behind this brand. So thank you. So we're coming towards the end of our episode here, but if there is one parenting advice that you can give parents that maybe you've received as a parent yourself, what would that be? I've had to think long and hard about this. Of course, you know, from time to time, people want to know, like, what was that great advice? And I will just say this. <laughs> I loved the advice of other moms. I actually started something called Pure Genius Parenting, um, which was just a list of all the great things that people told me. Someday I'm going to put up a website that's just free where everybody just enters their best tips because the best resources definitely in my opinion, come from the community. But the, the really, truly, I think the thing that made the biggest difference in my parenting and that helped me the most um, after our conversations about education, this won't surprise you, is at our preschool, we had parenting education was part of the services that were offered. And it was recommended to us that we read a series of books that was published by Random House. These are not fancy books. These are not even current books, but they were by far the most helpful books I've ever read. There's one for each year and it's called your one-year-old, your two-year-old, your three-year-old. And you read one every year and it helps frame what's going on in the child's mind and brain, what they're capable of and what they're not capable of and really helps point out where we might have like unrealistic expectations or be, you know, overthinking things or really just anything like their brains are so different and it's hard to understand and relate to that. So reading these books one year at a time, as my child was approaching those age, that age was so helpful to me, monumentally helpful. So that's my, and what, what were the books called? Each one is called, it's one book per year and they're all separate Uh and it's literally called your one-year-old. And then they have these cute little titles like, you know, fanciful and free. Your three-year-old, I think, is friend or enemy. (laughs) (laughs) They're short, but they're powerful, powerful information. I'm going to have to look at that because I feel like even though we live in a day and age where information is just everywhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's information overload and that also overwhelms parents and they don't even know where to start. So just having kind of one simple book that tells you exactly what you need, that's nothing too fancy or over the top is exactly what parents need like myself. So thank you for that recommendation. You're welcome. (laughs) And then just to end it, what is your favorite being Bumo moment? And being Bumo basically means parent in Korean. So being a parent moment. So if you have a favorite parenting moment, you could share, that'd be great. 
I do. I actually have lots of them, but my very favorite one is connected to a board that I keep that's sort of like a vision board or an inspiration board. Uh, It has quotes on it from things that people have said to me at times in my life that were really powerful and stayed with me. Some of them, I have one from an Uber driver. I have one from my now deceased father. It's always written in their handwriting. Owen saw, Owen is my eldest. He saw this board and he wanted to contribute to it. And we had this conversation about something else. And he walked up to me when I was doing dishes and he handed me this note. I keep it over the kitchen sink. He handed me this note and it said, parents are the one who should lie for you, not the ones you should lie to. And while parents maybe shouldn't necessarily lie for their parents or for their children, the idea was trust. And Mm. in the moments when I have felt truly trusted by them for them to share their vulnerabilities, their fears, those are, I think, really successful Bumo moments for me because without that trust, I'm sure that our relationship would fall apart over time and I want them in my lives forever, my life forever. I absolutely love that. I'm so excited until my daughters can actually share those moments with me as well. But I have to say that last night I had kind of a similar moment as you. So my do- my oldest daughter, she's a bit more um, to herself. She is quite introverted. and But then at nighttime, before we go to bed, we share kind of like our favorite moments. Mm-hmm. And usually she's like, oh yeah, this was fun. That was fun. But yesterday she actually shared like a really strong feeling where I didn't even realize that she had those feelings and emotions. And so that was kind of a similar moment as you, where I was like, wow, like she feels safe. She feels, you know, confident that she could share this information with me at the end of her day, even though she might've like bared that kind of these problems during the day, at the end of the day, she could just be like, this is what I went through. And for me, similar to you, that is like, an amazing Bumo moment where you're like, oh, I love being a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kim. Um, This was incredible. If people want to find out more about your line BEB or even yourself, where can they find you? I'm at Kim Walls LA on Instagram and BEB is at BEB Organic on Instagram. And then of course our website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk soon. I cannot wait. You're most welcome. And thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at Bumo Parent. And to learn more about Bumo Brain Virtual School, follow us at Bumo Brain or head over to BumoBrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.